And so your growth money should go into the stock market. Your safe income money should go into safer products or guaranteed income products. Not one is the answer to everything. Becoming a millionaire isn't just about growing your money. It's also about protecting and preserving your wealth by using the right financial strategies for your situation. Welcome. This is Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi. John has his Master's of Science in Financial Services and is a certified financial planner and the president of Epiphany Capital. Welcome back in, everybody, to another edition of Middle Class Millionaire with John Choi and myself here to talk about alternative investments. We're going to look at some interesting things to, uh, to think about outside the normal, I guess, the normalcy that is retirement strategy. So we're going to get into all that with John here in just a second. And of course, he is a certified financial planner and the president at Epiphany Capital. So he has lots of the conversations about all these kinds of things on the regular. And if you need some help, stop by his website and get started with those conversations for yourself at johnchoy.net. That's John johnchoi.net. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We are dropping this a little bit after Valentine's Day, so hopefully everyone had a good Valentine's Day and uh, took care of their appropriate loved one accordingly, whatever that looks like for your relationship. Did you have a good uh, good little holiday there? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I heard on the radio that this year Americans spent over $20 billion Ouch. on Valentine's Day. And Flowers, recession is looming, supposedly. Dinner, right? Uh, chocolates, like right? What have you? Right. Twenty billion. <laughs> you know, I've got a. Uh, we're talking about alternative investments here. I've got a good friend of mine who's constantly, uh, who's an advisor as well, like yourself, and constantly getting we get emails into the show and things like that. And so, folks, if you'd like to drop an email, something you'd like us to talk about, again, stop by John's website, give, drop him an email, say hi, let him know you'd like to hear uh, something, you know, conversation piece. But anyway, they talk about you know gold. Hey, should we should we look at gold? When when we're in tough economic times like we are now, like versus the market or something like that. And he always comes back with, it's great for Valentine's Day, not so much for you know an investment piece. So that's my transition, John, into alternative investments. Do you consider something like gold as an alternative? And what are some of the things we should be thinking about? Gold is a alternative investment. But let me, as we start this segment, let me tell you what I want to talk about in terms of or how I define alternative sure. investment. Yeah, sure, sure, definitely. Um, yeah, so there are these uh, quote-unquote alternative investments, and this is not what I'm about to talk about. So gold, uh, real estate, cryptocurrency, okay. uh, oil and gas drilling, uh, whatever. Though uh, Mastered limited partnerships, those are not what I'm looking to talk okay, about. Okay, that's great because those are the buzzwords we hear when we think about that, when we hear that statement of alternative. Right, right, right. And it's a catch-all term. So, And I almost didn't like using that, but I, I just couldn't find a, a better word for it. The alternative investments that I'm uh, going to talk about today uh, really are based on the stock market, the S&P 500, U.S. large stocks. It's just the way that we position our assets within that uh, that realm. So when people ask me, hey, what do you do? How do you differentiate yourself from the guy next door or the other financial advisor across town? And I would say this is that most advisors are asset managers, right? They do stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and they have an allocation. And you might have heard something like, oh, I'm in a 60-40 allocation or a 70-30 allocation, mm -hmm, which right. just means that 
you know, the first number, let's say 60-40. This first number is 60% equities in my portfolio and 40% are fixed income or bonds or the, the quote-unquote safe side of it, okay? So $600,000 in, in based in equities, $400,000 in bonds. And I said, um, that even though that is something that I do, that's not the only thing that I do. And what I like to do is do protected investments. So there's protected growth and there's protected income. And let me talk about protected income first. What does that mean? Protected income is basically setting aside some money so that it will spin off a paycheck, kind of like a pension, for the rest of your life. You know exactly how much is coming in per year. You don't have to rely on the stock market. It's guaranteed. Come hell or high water, you're getting that check as long as you live. It's a pretty simple concept, but that's what it is. And when you have that in combination of Social Security and or a pension, then you've, then you've got a guaranteed paycheck or paychecks coming in every month into your, into your bank account. And that's how you pay for living expenses. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely does. Yeah. So when I talk about protected growth, uh, when you look at that 60% portfolio or that 60% of your money in the stock market, it's funeral or fiesta, right? So when it goes up, <laughs> when it goes up, hey, that's great. It goes up 10, 20, 30%. Fantastic. Let's have a fiesta. Uh, it goes down last year, like, you know, 20% like last year. Uh-oh, we're in trouble and it's everyone's depressed. Everyone's like, oh no, what should we do? People are bailing out of the market, so on and so forth. And we've been a little spoiled. In the last 10 years, the market's been real good, except for last year. And it's sure. kind of shocked us back into reality. And, really and like 12 are, years, right? 12, 11 years, really. Yeah. I, I'm just using the last decade. Because oh, people, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for the, for I mean, almost the last 20 years, if you really want to get technical, right? It's yeah. It's been pretty darn good. But it, it snaps us back into reality. And it says, oh, oh, you know, what should we do to protect our nest egg? And one of the tools that I use for protected growth um, is something called a buffer product. And the way that it works is this, is that I would say consider, and especially if you're, let's say, 55 years old plus, consider taking some of that 60% and putting in a buffered product. What is a buffered product? Well, a buffered product works like this. It's tied to the S&P 500 index. And so if that goes up, your, your money goes up. But if it goes down, it, it has some sort of a buffer. And you can choose the level of buffer protection. And, and I'll give you an example of, of how this works. Let's say you had a, a 10% buffer. Stock market goes down 13%. The S&P 500 goes down 13%. Well, you only take a 3% loss because you had a 10% buffer. If it goes down 8%, you don't take any loss because the first 10% loss is protected. Now, in exchange for that, they will cap your upside. Depends on the company. The caps are anywhere between 20 and 25% right now. So if the S&P goes up, 18, you get all 18. S&P goes up five, you get all five. If the S&P goes up 35% and you have a 25 cap, you make 25%. So like a fixed index annuity. 
No, it's not a fixed end. That's that's, like our listeners might feel like that's the kind of a similar type of idea, I think. It is a similar idea, but in a fixed index annuity, you can't take any loss. In a buffer product, mm. you can take some loss. But again, okay, all right. But again, a fixed index annuity right now, the best best ones are capping you at 11, 12 percent. Mm-hmm. These are you know 20, 25 percent on the upside. Hmm. So okay. fixed index annuities are a great alternative on the protected income side, and that's really what I use. Right. For protected income, but for protected growth, I want I want my clients to get more than twelve percent if their goal is growth, not income. Gotcha. Great, so, great distinction. Thank you. Right. So you know the, the purpose of money dictates where you put it. That's what I've been told. And so your growth money should go into the stock market. Your safe income money should go into safer products or guaranteed income products. Not one is the answer to everything. And so right, yeah. The message that we get is, you know, 401ks, IRAs, you know, use asset allocation and so on and so forth. But it's all the same message. And that is put your money in the stocks or put your money into bonds. That's it. There's no other, there's really no other choice. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the traditional message that we get. You know, it's like you've got your two sides of the coin and cash, right? It's like people are like, well, I either have to be in cash or I have to be in the market. And neither one's very appealing to me right now or whatever the case is. And they just don't really realize there's so many other alternatives out there. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do is just to raise some awareness in, in that if you want gr- growth potential, and I would argue that 25% cap is good growth potential. Well, sure. But yeah, yeah but you want to get some sort of a downside protection, then look at these buffer products that come in the flavors of a 10% buffer or a 15% buffer. I mean, think about this. If you had a million dollars on your growth side, okay, and you had Let's say you took a 15% buffer. You're protected $150,000. Yeah, and last year, that. right, when the you know 22 dropped, I don't know, let's just say however your portfolio was weighted, you lost 18%, you know, or right. or 20%. Right. right. So you only took you you mitigated $150,000 of losses. You lost $30,000 in a million dollar portfolio, not 180. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and these don't cost any more than than your traditional portfolio right now. Still allows you it, to buy eggs at the price that we have them at, right? Oh, Mike, if you can find them, that's yes, right. Uh, <laughs> and, and so it, it's it doesn't cost any more, but you get that level of protection. And I'm thinking, you know, if you're in your late fifties and older, this is something that really that you should consider is to get. I don't want to call it free protection, but it does cost because it does cost something, but it doesn't cost any more than what you have right now. So why wouldn't you take it? Uh, and then and then people say, well, what if the market goes up 35%? Doesn't happen very often. Right, right. Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, unless so, we're on some sort of you know weird shooting rebound like the COVID rebound or something like that. Yeah. Right. And I'm and I'm not, you know, for putting all your equity money into these buffered products. Put well, some yeah. of it in there. It's like anything, right? right? I know right. using different financial tools to accomplish different financial goals. Right. So I just want the listeners to be aware that these products do exist. And I think there is a place for it on the growth side of your portfolio is, is, is all I'm saying. Yeah. So if they, if they want to learn more, what's the best thing to do? Just reach out to you and, and just have a conversation around some of these things? That's the best way is, is to have a conversation. And you, you've brought up the uh, the buffet analogy before, right? Mm-hmm, here's sure. the menu. Here's here's the buffet. Pick something. 
which which one looks most appealing to you and then we can drill down and and get you details and information on that. So. And and maybe that starts with a review, right? And a conversation about just your overall strategy or lack thereof for many people. And that's really where, you know, again, having that conversation comes into place. So if you're checking out the podcast and you're like, hmm, this is interesting, then reach out to John and, and ask some questions. You know, schedule some time, ask some probing questions about what that what some of these things could look like and then go through the analysis process and find out what's the right strategy so that you're again, you're not putting everything in one vehicle. Right, and I was going to bring this up on another podcast, but you just kind of triggered my thought. Sure, go ahead. The, the The difference that I see between successful folks for their retirement and unsuccessful folks is just one word, is intentionality. Hmm. The successful folks are intentional about their planning, about what they're investing in. Uh, let's, just, let's take Roth conversions, for example. The successful people have a schedule. They say, this is how much, they know exactly how much they're going to convert in what year and how long they're going to do it for. The unsuccessful people, they say, well, maybe I'll do a Roth conversion this year. Ah, no, I don't feel like it. Oh, you know, maybe I may pay more tax. Maybe they they just go about it in in a willy nilly way. Same thing with savings. The successful people, they are on a schedule, man. They, they are just you know, rocking it every month or every year. They put it away like clockwork. The unsuccessful people say, ah, if I have some money at the end of the year, I'll put it away. How many times do we have money at the end of the year? Yeah. I always <laughs> find a use for it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So intentionality is, is really key. Intentionality of planning and intentionality of your goals really is, is really the difference between the unsuccessful and the successful retirees. There you go. Yeah. Versus just waiting for something to happen and then reacting. So. All right. Well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Good conversation about some alternative things to think about. Uh, Again, if you've got some questions around some of the stuff John was highlighting here today on the podcast, give him a call and ask about, uh, you know, explaining that more in detail and how it might work in your situation. So, again, you can find him online at johnchoy.net. That's johnchoy.net. And that's C-H-O-I.net, johnjoy.net. You can also give him a jingle at 847-247-0850. That's 847-247-0850. He is a certified financial planner president at Epiphany Capital and here on the Middle Class Millionaire Podcast for you to uh, hopefully pick up some useful nuggets of information like today. John, thanks, my friend, for hanging out, and I hope you have a good rest of the February. I'll see you in March, and uh, maybe we'll be getting a little warmer there. I hope so. It was always a fun conversation. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll catch you next time right here on Middle Class Millionaire. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everyone. Epiphany Capital is a registered investment advisor, RIA, located in the state of Illinois. Epiphany Capital provides investment advisory and related services for clients nationally. Epiphany Capital will maintain all applicable registration and licenses as required by various states in which Epiphany Capital conducts business, as applicable. Epiphany Capital renders individualized responses to persons in a particular state only after complying with all regulatory requirements or pursuant to an applicable state exemption or exclusion.